Don't shut the door. Hey, greetings and welcome everyone to the Owl Tree Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Good to see all of you again. You know who we are. I'm Michael. I'm Ariel. And I'm Bree. On today's episode, we've got a lot of good, interesting stuff lined up for you. We know it's been a while since you've heard our sweet, mellow voices. Yeah. But uh, you guys are in for a treat tonight. Uh, we've got some things ranging from, what are we talking about, hypnotism? Indeed. Yeah. Hypnotism. and in episode. Yes, and we got more Enneagram. That is correct. Um, And I'm just going to be here. We're going to just make you like the the host today, I think. It's gonna be yeah. a, it's gonna be a women's hour. the host. We both identify women's women, so. women's women's power hour. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where the women at? Hey, They're right here. <laughs> there you guys. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into it. First yeah. up, yeah, I'm so excited. So Brie, last week you yeah you last week you said you were gonna tell us this week about an experience you had a few weeks ago. Where you went to get hypnotized? Yes. So actually, the episode went up last week, but we recorded it before my uh, hypnosis. Time is an illusion. That doesn't matter. What I want to know. For clarification, because I'll probably, a lot has happened since then as well. It's been almost a month. Um, Well, not, I guess it's, we're two weeks shy of a month. Oh my gosh, it's only been that long. It feels like it happened so long ago. Uh, But yes, a a lot of the effects of the hypnosis. I think are just as important as the actual experience itself. So wait, wait, wait. When you say the effects of the hypnosis, I'm th- when you say hypnosis, I'm thinking like you're at like some Vegas show or something. Mm. So why don't you tell us what exactly you went through? Yeah, where how did you find how did you find the service and also like what was the setup and everything like that? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So luckily our podcast here is already attracting people who are of like mind but shout outs to all the listeners we uh listeners. we appreciate and you guys for listening yes and shout outs to both of you as well um for your depth of understanding in different subjects uh oh i just i just work here <laughs> uh, but i i do i do want to preface that i think uh this experience and how i found it and what it means to me is definitely like more Speculative waters, I suppose. Uh, Speculative. We, yeah, we talk a lot about really tangible... Like uh, economics. <laughs> Speculative like economics. Yeah, let's go to... The, we're going to Wall Street today. 
Uh, we're going to play with some big ideas, basically. A wealth of information. Yeah, Let's I, go. I think that for uh, Magic and uh, you know Sacred Geometry and that, we have such long traditions. But this is kind of newer, the newer age stuff, and I don't think any of us really care for that term too much. But uh, I found this service called Quantum Healing Hypnosis. Quantum Healing Hypnosis is uh, a process of deep relaxation that sends your mind into a state of trance, which then allows the qualified hypnotist to speak to your higher soul. And there is no memory of the entire uh, experience. So when you, when you say uh, service, this is like a chain. Like I could go anywhere in the world and get this done. No, 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 no. A woman developed this practice. Uh, her name is Dolores Cannon. She developed it over her 50, 60 year career of hypnotism. She began working with army veterans with PTSD and who wanted to break uh, habits like drug addiction or alcohol abuse. Over time, she started playing with deeper levels of, levels of the subconscious and discovered some interesting things and suddenly was finding herself taking people through past lives and from there developed her work toward this higher soul practice. She does not really uh, offer her course to, she's, she's passed now, she passed in 2014 I believe, but she trained people for this. Uh, they already had to be qualified hypnotists. Most of her people who she trained were nurses, doctors, psychiatrists, things like that. Uh, so no, it's not a chain, um, but you can go to Dolores Cannon's website and find a list of all the practitioners around the world who she has trained. She's gone to every country you can imagine. Um, some popular places are like Russia. She trained a lot of people in Russia. She's from Arkansas. Russians She's from Arkansas? She's from Arkansas. My grandma's from Arkansas. That's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Russians love hypnosis. Yeah. Why do Russians love hypnosis? Mother, but um, it's just a it's just a, a cultural facet <laughs> that we are fascinated by hypnosis. Okay. Yeah. What is this? This has got to come from somewhere, though. This is just from my personal experience. Uh, it's just you know uh, I don't know. It's just. That's the impression I get. Even even That's in my family. the impression that I get. Your dad likes it. Your brother likes it. Oh my dad! Well, my dad isn't Russian, so he's he's not Russian by association. He's auxiliary Russian. No, he tries. They he's don't. The wrong. The cutest story about my dad being trying to be Russian and like being accepted into the, our Russian side of the family is that when he first met my grandmother, he you he said you know like oh like. I think it was at the end of the hour or whatever that they had hung out. Well, with Russians, it's more like four. <laughs> but um, my mother had taught him how to say, I love you. And so he said, I love you to grandma. But the form of I love you he used is the form you use with a lover. Aww. So that has always been the story that has <laughs> been told confirmed not russian yeah, yeah. that's a charming mistake though I'm glad he, he didn't was like trying. say anything offensive i mean yeah. it's a little weird yeah. but you know it could have been yeah. worse so, so wow <laughs> russians love next time i meet a russian person i'm just gonna ask them first thing out of my mouth so how do you feel about hypnosis yeah you do it i love on it. a scale of one to ten that was that was good but it's i love it i'm not russian either yeah, I know. 
so anyway, <laughs> back to back to the actual right. Dolores <laughs> Cannon, quantum, yes. quantum healing, hypnosis. healing hypnosis. Yes, and uh, the healing part comes from she believes or believed, I suppose, that through hypnosis, working with the higher soul specifically, on the deepest levels of subconscious, you could heal any ailment. Um, anything from cancer and heart failure to what I went for, which was chronic migraine. Uh, and yeah. so did you did you get healed for chronic migraines? I have not had a migraine. Well, may you continue to not have them because <laughs> Thank you. they suck. They do. And I'm s- you, you know. Yes. So, so <laughs> uh, what, like. You, you, let's back up for a second. Okay. Because you said you don't remember, and you, like anyone, you don't remember what happens. Yes. Um, so how do you how do you know what goes on in the session? Everything is recorded. So I have, uh, most sessions are between two and four hours. Um, That's long. They're, they're, they're pretty long. Mine was far longer. I remember getting into the bed that she had laid out for me. And she mm. began the trance. And the next thing I knew, um, I was waking up. And she looked at me and she said, <laughs> she said, Brie, do you remember any of that? And I was like, yeah, I remember like 50 or 60% of it. And she was really surprised. And she said, really? How long do you think that was? And I was like, I don't know, a couple hours, two, three hours? And she said, oh, it's, it's 7 o'clock. It's almost 7.30. And we had started at noon. Um, wow. Mm, so I lost a whole day. I woke up and the sun was setting. Uh, but uh, when I first when I first woke, I remembered a lot of it. It was very clear, very vivid. But by the time I was in my car driving home, which was one of the most difficult drives I've ever had to do in my life, I considered multiple times just, I don't know, pulling over and taking a nap. Um, yeah, within within hours and then within days it faded, but it's all recorded, and I did journal quickly afterward. Um, and since a lot of it has come back to me in dreams, especially hearing it, um, the mm-hmm. hypnosis uh, brings back exactly what I saw. So I've been doing some drawings and paintings so I don't forget those images and memories. I see. Interesting stuff. So what? She just put a spoon and a coffee cup and sink. She did that, or she had like a pendulum in front of the eyes. How did you no, get hypnotized? No, 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 no. Yeah, how did I you go into the trance? Because you mentioned that she laid out a bed for you. Yes. So I'm, I'm assuming that you know, um, so there are, are certain conditions that are required. Yes, um, and not everyone can undergo hypnosis. Only about eighty percent of the population will allow themselves to be hypnotized. Um, it's just like a mental blockage thing. Mm-hmm. But you, go, you you undergo hypnosis all the time throughout your day, especially if you are a comedian. Watching that director. goddamn TV. Watching that <laughs> yeah. goddamn TV. Yes. Being on the yes. internet. Yes, watching TV is a state of hypnosis. It's yeah. My grandfather. Being on that damn phone all the time. My but grandfather what? was not was not hypnotizable. Your grandfather was not? Yeah. But yeah. he still loved it though, right? I mean... He thinks that he thought it was the work of the devil, but um, that's another story for another day. The work of the devil, yeah. You know, people people aren't sure of what they don't understand. I guess he, um, is the is the devil hiring though? Because 
We need jobs. Back to <laughs> hypnosis. Yeah, back to your hypnosis. Experience. How did you uh how, how did, did we you go into uh, trance? Yeah, what did they do? Um well, I I don't really want to uh, explain exactly everything that she did because of a course. lot of this, you know. It's a it's a specific trained thing and trade you secrets. Do you don't want people, yeah. With a friend, it's not necessarily can we put up a dangerous it's one of those things where it's like don't try this at home can we yeah can we put up a don't try this at home thing Mm. i suppose um but don't try this at home um hypnosis is just a a state of deep relaxation and you undergo it all the time when you're driving if you're on a regular commute that you're just really familiar with sometimes you'll lose track of time you'll be like oh i don't remember doing that last like three or four miles that's actually a state of hypnosis. Being in the shower and having your shower thoughts, it's actually from a state of hypnosis, the TV. Mm. It's just profound relaxation. Um, so, yes, I crawled into a bed. And uh, personally, uh, from for spiritual reasons of my own, I wrapped my whole skull in my eyes. I, I kind of mummified my head. Mm. Um, and that was a personal choice. Um, and she began visualizations with me, speaking to me. She did not speak to me the way that you and I are speaking now. She spoke to me very differently. Okay. Um, I guess I can provide an example. Uh, this is it's kind of nerve-wracking. Sorry, mm. I haven't I haven't tried it. I haven't tried to mimic what she did. But basically, um, I'll just say today's date. I guess how she would have said it. Okay. Today is May 20th, 2018. Like that. Mm. Um, she spoke like this for the entire session. I see. Um, and the reason for that is to get your brain waves moving slower, so you think slower, is to help your brain match that. I hope, I hope my brain waves would hurry up. And slow down, because, bruh, if somebody talked like that to me for, what you say, seven hours? Mm. Well, you don't remember. It, it sends you into a trance. I'd be like, <laughs> yo, kind of wh- what's going on? Why is she talking to me like that? Mm. Well, maybe you can't be hypnotized. Maybe. It's only um, one way to find out. Gotta give it a shot. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, uh, there was a point where I remember I, I was part of I was in the visualization she was giving me, and... Uh, then there's a good 10-15 minute just block in my brain I, I hear it on the tape and I, uh, there's not anything there and I kind of skipped ahead I guess because there was supposed to be more and I instantly went into a past life regression um, we went through about four of those before she started speaking to my higher soul about other subjects mm. bruh bruh so I'm curious with that. So um, you have done, like you do, and you have done, at least for me, um, like a past life reading. And so I'm curious, mm-hmm. um, with your own past life tarot readings that you've done um, or have had done for yourself, um, were those uh, were those the same or were those connected to the past lives in your regressions that you did? Deeply, deeply connected. Yeah. Um, something that I, I had to come to terms with personally as a, as a past life reader, Mm. um, is 
you know, wanting it to be simple, wanting it to be, oh, you know, I've had 18 past lives and I can identify what each of them were. I remember two of my past lives. I remember what they were. Um, those simple, easy numbers. Mm. But it's far more complicated. And this experience taught me that and taught me to appreciate what past lives we do remember. Mm. You have had infinite. You have been here since the dawn of time. If the universe is 14 billion years old, that's how old your soul is. Me too, shit. You have had a consciousness in many different forms. And um, you've lived many different lives. And you also live parallel, multidimensional lives as well. Mm. Uh, So the past lives that are presented to you throughout your life in this life are the ones that are going to help you on your journey to make this one, you know, a good going out a, a next step so you can move on because gotcha. there there are other existences than this one that we can live in mm. um so the ones that you're presented with the ones that you remember or have in readings those are the ones that are especially in your star chart as well those are the ones where you're supposed to be drawing lessons from those are the ones that are important and pertinent but you've lived many so yes the ones that were presented to me in this reading were absolutely related and um powerful mm. and helped answer I feel like I'm, I I was nervous about having all my questions answered. Yeah. About going into this. I had made a document of like, I don't know, 35 questions that I wanted her to ask my higher soul. And I was so nervous about going because I thought like, oh, I'm going to get answers to all these and all these questions I wanted to answer for for so long. And now I'm not going to have the questions anymore. My curiosity will be gone. But all it did was blossom so much. So you did get all of your questions answered. Each and every one. There were a few where my higher soul chose to withheld information and stated that I was not ready for it. Mm. And I could ask at a later time in my life. Go back to uh, quantum healing hypnosis. I'm here for a follow-up appointment. Well, I mean, is it something that you would be interested in in a follow-up, you know, in, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years, however far down the line? You're... No, and the reason for that is uh, quantum healing hypnosis is only meant to be done to a person once. Mm. Ooh. If successful. It's a one day it's a one day shot. Shout uh, out to Macy's. The woman the woman who read for me or read for me or who hypnotized me as I was leaving her mm. house, she's I, I told her I was like, I, I just need to see you again. We need to get coffee or something. Um, mm. because, you know, it's 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 a one time yeah. thing. And the reason for that is at the end of the hypnosis session, um, your mind is merged with your higher soul self so that it's not as a kind of above entity or separate entity but you uh, invite it to live consciously and take over some of your your life so instead of looking for answers for things on the outside Mm. um we all know that all the answers that we need are within us. very true but it takes a lot of digging so when you merge that higher soul self you're really bringing that close to the surface so what has been exper- what I've been experiencing since this uh, hypnosis experience is that when I want to know something or uh, when I need mm. something, I don't have to wait more than about forty eight hours for uh, what? to re- to receive some kind of so like to ha- feel it this hypnosis is a cheat code. I mean, not a cheat code, but a a definite level up of sorts. It's a downloadable downloadable package. The DLC <laughs> for your life. Yeah, yeah, it's kind you got of a like pre-order. A okay, okay. And like you I paid think for the premium 
version. It comes with every. It, it, it comes with. It comes with every birth. Every birth comes with a. Uh, possibility for a an upgrade. Po- a possibility for quantum healing hypnosis. Check your local store for listings. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm curious. Um, it's a little bit of a tangent, so uh, feel free to like put it put this to the side, or we can discuss it later or at another time. Um, but Go ahead. so. I have been really interested in, um, you know, they have the like the saltwater tanks where you can just sit and then, yeah, oh, the sensory, sensory deprivation, deprivation tanks, um, and that a lot of people uh, have interesting experiences when they are in the tanks for any long period of time. Do you think that? I'm sure I had a question. It just disappeared completely. Chew on it. Chew on it. You'll find it. I guess, like, hypnosis, tanks. I mean, because, so, like, this quantum healing hypnosis is definitely done by trained professionals who know what they're doing and can lead you through that. But do you think that... um, what kind of results do you think you would get if you tried like a self hypnosis in a separate de- uh, sensory deprivation tank? Like, do you have any thoughts on that? That's a little bit too far of a tangent, huh? Um, no, 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 no. It's not because uh, it's all it's all the same thing. It's all about uh, shedding your body so you can observe mm. your own mind, right? Because we're constantly observing either our environment, and if we're not looking around our environment, we're very aware of our bodies. So it's all about getting rid of both of those things so that your mind can observe itself. So I think uh, in that way, it's kind of similar. I mean, meditation Mm. is a form of that. So I feel like if I consider, you know, I have really good meditation sessions that do feel like hypnosis, where an hour will go by and I won't notice. But I'll also have days where I can't do it for more than 15 minutes. Um, As far as the tanks go, I think that uh, those are fascinating and there is a reason that the U.S. government has been using them. Uh oh! So you're gonna get you're gonna get our show flag. You talk like that. You're gonna get us reported. You I start know. talking like that. So I'll stop there. But there's a reason the U.S. I military see. uses it. Thanks. Gotta, Thanks gotta for fight the gotta, gotta fight the Russians. Oh my goodness! <laughs> to fight the Russians, they are, they are into that hypnosis. Yeah, you know, that was that was a thing back during the Cold War, like psychic warfare. Yeah. Remote right. viewing and yes. Stargate. Okay. We're not going to... We'll save that for another episode. For anyone who's not familiar mm. with remote viewing, YouTube it. You'll see So let me, let me ask you this. Speaking of uh, your whole experience, how do you... What's the biggest difference you notice before and after undergoing quantum healing hypnosis? What's the biggest difference you notice? Of anything. Nothing. Nothing freaks me out. Like, I don't feel. I don't feel like. And I mean. And I mean that in a very like real way. You know how we we are sometimes afraid of following our own dreams because we might fail, or we're afraid of, you know, certain situations or. I'm not afraid of nothing either. Actually, I'm afraid of being broke. So. yeah, I'm not afraid of anything. So, 
I guess that's the biggest difference. I'm just, uh, I've received exactly what it is that I'm meant to do, and I know what it is. And can, you say, can you say, you probably can't so say that on air, huh? What do you mean? You've received. Yeah, what you're meant to do. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my mission. Uh, that sounds like I have like a. Right. Like we'll a, we'll discuss that after the after the show. Um. <laughs> we can discuss mm-hmm. it after the show. Um. No, I I just mean like when you. I think when you accept your own divinity, and that can be through accepting your higher soul to occupy your physical body. Or it can be um, honoring your own magic in yourself, whatever pathway works for you. Fear is no longer a thing that you experience. There's just a lot of, it's not even confidence, it's Shout just drive to Joe Rogan. And, and like a going forward mm. feeling. Just keep going. Don't slow down for anything. The world doesn't distract me as much. You're focused. I find TV fascinating. I, politics used to stress me out. I mean, especially with this administration, I'm such a liberal. Mm. So I, it doesn't, I don't even find like the late night comedy shows very funny anymore. It just seems so trivial. Music is not the same. Um, I feel very aware of like how holographic things mm. are, I suppose. And that the only real thing are the, the people I'm speaking to directly. Those, that's mm. the only thing that's real. Do you find, um, like when you are talking with someone like um sometimes i feel like i have a glimpse of like when i'm talking with someone and then like you see past them like who they are at that moment and with you right there and you Mm. just see the true like Mm. their true essence and you just delight you take a moment and you delight Mm. in that and that's only ever been Mm. fleeting for me but do you find Something, have you ever found something like that? And do you find, if you have, do you find yourself doing it more? Oh, yes. Absolutely, yes. It's more of like I, I can turn it on. Um, the first time I played with that was about three mm. or four days after the hypnosis. Uh, I'm a yeah. teacher <laughs> by day. And uh, I have a student who I just adore to pieces. Mm. He's a little bit of a troubled kid. But um, he was typing away on his essay and he started to complain about something. And he looked up over his laptop at me. And I just had this moment, like, when I looked at his eyes, and I just, I felt how real he mm. is, how that essence feeling. Um, that was, oh, it hit me in the heart. That kid is so special to me. And he looks at me, he's like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm different, kid. <laughs> you know, he's, I've he's seen things. Know. Yeah, he doesn't I've know why I'm things. loving him on him so much. Yeah. Um, I've also had another student who I actually do not teach uh, since then. Uh, I connect with her in the hallways pretty often. Um, she's interested mm. in astrology and things like that. She's a really sweet girl. She's 12. And she got me alone in my classroom after after mm-hmm. school last week, which is our first time ever being alone together, to tell me that she had to tell me as a child she had dreams. We got to put a sound effect there. Wait, what? She had dreams of you as a child. She's a Chinese immigrant. Yeah. And she's a Chinese immigrant. So there's definitely no, I have never set foot in China. Um, We have no overlapping circles. But she wanted me to know that. Um, So, yeah, I guess little Mm. things like that. Uh, 
everything falls into place easier. I, I, I don't know, I could go on, but I mean, in general, my quality of life has skyrocketed. I don't. Yo, sign me up, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this operation nice. done. Mm. I'm trying to go under the knife, the proverbial knife, get some upgrades. I would say that your higher soul will only do what you want it, like what you're like really mm. into, what you really want to know. Cause, like, because like, because you that you didn't want to know here, or it didn't um, want you to know. That I'm I I didn't think mm. I was ready to know. But that's, but, but, but going back to you saying it's a one-time thing, it's like, well, how do you get these answers? I asked my higher self, my higher self was like, yeah, nah, we not feeling that next question interview over, but it's a one-time thing. How do we revisit this topic? Yeah. That's what I was kind of trying to say earlier is that Mm. uh, after that merge at the end, anything else I want to know as it comes to me, I only have to wait about 48 hours or less to receive that information and it's all uh it's either in dreams clara audience it was like a multi-dimensional uh, um, multi-dimensional email this might sound crazy but i can i can feel it and i i don't mean it as in it's separate i can feel when i i, I shift into it it's almost like I'm putting on a different outfit, I guess, but I can feel my energy. It's like when uh it's like when Yu-Gi-Oh becomes Yami Yugi when he gets all taller and he's like, like playing games. <laughs> it's like Or no. It's like when you put on perfume, right? And then, you know, an hour later, you move your hair, your head a little bit and you catch that fragrance and like, "Oh, I'm here." Again, that's mm. what this is. You completely missed me. <laughs> With that metaphor, I've never worn. This is women's hour. <laughs> this is women's power hour here on the Owl Tree Podcast. And for people who enjoy, for any Owl person who enjoys perfume. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, another example I think would be just like. Mm-hmm. When you say avatar, are you talking about blue people avatar or bald headed avatar? I'm talking she about the cartoon for children. Really important. Yeah. Season two finale. Aang has Never to open it. up his crown. Spoilers! Spoiler alert! It's if you haven't out. seen, if you haven't seen Avatar: The Last in- oh Airbender, it's, been it's out, about out. to get it's spoiled. It's on Netflix. Yeah, that means it's fair <laughs> game. So anyway, he has to shift. He has to go into the astral realm in order to connect with his crown, open his crown chakra to the cosmic universe, right? Cosmic awareness. So if, you, if you've seen Avatar, and if not, you can Google this scene or YouTube this scene. It's really great. Just Avatar, Last Airbender, Season 2 finale, Crown Chakra, whatever. Anyway, so he goes on a bridge through space above Earth, and it's him, a little 12-year-old boy on this bridge. But at the end of this bridge is a, you know, 80-foot-tall version of himself that's an astral form. And it's very serious, and it still looks like him. It's a 12-year-old kid, but it's, it's the 12-year-old version of himself that knows everything. And it's holding this, like, ball of light... And his job is to accept it. But he hears Katara, the girl he loves, on Earth in danger, and he chooses to go back. So he actually closes his counter chakra because he chose earthly realms. Oh, our hot head ass boy. Oh, Bodhisattva head ass boy. I'm roasting you. So it's so oh that's gosh. a good comparison. No, it's a good comparison because th- there are he was still young at the time, he's still twelve years old, and the next season mm. he is ready for that at a later time. Um so it's, it's that kind of sense, like it's 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 me and it's you 
Um, but it's also part of the greater awareness. So my higher soul is very deeply connected to the higher soul of both of you and anyone listening to this. They're all wait. Um, they were dropping. They were name dropping the in the hypnosis. I'm. I'm. I. I would like to ask. No. No. I mean. I mean. Like as. A, okay. As yeah. How souls. Um. I would like to ask. Um. You know. And I'd like for you to share if and what to extent you're comfortable, like what kind of questions were you asking? You said you had about 35 of them. Um, and were they mm. like, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they were mostly like, why do I like cheese so much? Or if they were, you know, like, you know, the type like mission, you know, like, why am I, why here? am I on earth? What is this? Yeah. So. The classic questions. Where do I come yeah. from? Where am I going? What's my Who is that um, girl? Categories into Looking back at me. Different um, subjects that were of importance yeah. to me. You know, family, friends, relationships, career, mm. personal growth. What's tomorrow's lottery number? Um, and then the What's longest tomorrow's section. tomorrow's lottery number? What? Yeah, what are the winning lotto numbers? Can you ask your higher self that? That would be something my dad would ask. You must be a Taurus too. <laughs> I don't. Maybe you guys aren't listening, but the higher. Yeah, I need that number. I got student loans and bills and all kind of stuff. <laughs> I need that number. Anyway. Family relationships. Yeah, just different categories. The longest mm. sections were past lives and spirituality. Those were the... Are you allowed to ask her about future lives? Did you ask anything about yeah. future lives? No, I'm not concerned with that. I am quite confident that I already have a good idea of my future lives. There was a ex- there was a little you know anime exchange of of glances here <laughs> in the studio. I mean, I mean, I, f- I feel like Michael, you already you already know this. I've talked to you a little bit about this before, um, and I've known this this for, I've known for a while about. It's more the past life thing has been more of an exploration for me. The, the future life thing was kind of given yes. to me while I was yes. traveling last summer. I didn't know that was a fu- I thought that was this life. I didn't know that was a future life. No, uh, as in, I don't think that I will, my soul will Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So, as far as future lives are concerned, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that decision after I pass, and... Mm. But not, like, the end, the end, because nothing with a beginning can... Nothing that, if it doesn't have a beginning, it doesn't have an end. But don't think too hard about that, people at home. Mm. Or think about it. <laughs> it's, yeah, don't. And your and your soul. The, the, I I don't want to sound cryptic there. Um, so for anyone listening, if I can relay one thing from my experiences from being four years old to now, and I say four because my earliest memory. Uh, I promise you that sure. it's not real. Mm. We, we gotta put another. We gotta put we that bomb sound effect. Put that bomb sound effect in. I'm serious, though. I think a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people are afraid of death. A lot of people are um, mourning over ones they've lost. They're not mm. gone. You're not going to leave. 
it's not real and it's it's easy mm. to hear that i know it's hard to believe but if you explore that deeply through research and your own meditations mm. you'll find that that is extremely true so overall um on a scale of 1 to 10 how would you rate your quantum hypnosis healing session and what sort of for people who really want to get into this aside from you know checking out Dolores Cannon's website what should someone do to prepare for this experience first of all you don't need to do Dolores Cannon there's other hypnotists out there with different methods mm. um, that's just what I felt resonated best with me because she also works with people who have had um, extraterrestrial abduction experiences and who are already aware of past lives. I see. So that was a good fit for me. Um, so there's other options. Um, I would experiment with yourself. Like, you need to get to a point where you can listen to guided meditations on YouTube that are an hour long and not think you're being ridiculous. You know, this I think don't, a lot of this people don't even work. What am I doing sitting here? It's all in the dark. Yeah, get over that first, because the truth is, is that a lot of spirituality can sound really interesting and fun and cool, um, and I think because of mm. social media, it's getting a bit more fashionable, um, and because of that, I don't think it's negative, I think it's important, I think it's necessary, but because of that, mm. a lot of people want to bite off a bit more than they're ready to. they're sitting there looking funny. So... Just because you want to merge with your higher self and you got you time, to know it and do it today, doesn't mean you're you're prepared. You have time. You are on your own path that is already perfectly timed. Trust in cosmic timing. When it's time for you to do that kind of thing, you won't need to prepare. You'll know yeah. this is what I need to do now. You don't need to spend you know six months or a year prepping for it. You'll do it when it feels correct. Because your higher self is already here taking care of you. You just are asking to be more aware of it, you know. Um, mm. Well, so all right. No Sounds like a eye-opening experience. But and uh, I don't know. We're going to have to talk after the show because now you're making me want to sign up for real, for real and get this done. So, so what's funny about you saying that you just want to sign up and do it? I'm like, so... What's the best way for me to prepare? I'm taking notes in my brain of all the things I want to do before, <laughs> all the things I want to research. Yeah. Maybe sooner <laughs> than later, I will have my own. Uh, maybe sooner than later. And that's good. I will have my own hypnosis story for you guys. I think it should be happening. For the people at home, you, you, I'm already going to Michael to help him. We're letting cats out of bags here. <laughs> nah, we'll leave it in there. I'll cut that It's not out like I spoiled the end of Infinity War. Have you guys seen Infinity War? Not yet. I'm ready to do the Infinity War episode. This is one that we will be actually mad at you if you spoil, so. <laughs> well, the only thing Please you need don't. to know is that. <laughs> Next time. And then we'll, we'll cut me out there. No, that's where you put, you know, like in the parent trap when she puts the, you know, wrapper over the phone. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What's up? You're breaking up. No, I mean, like on the podcast, we can just cut into like a music break. Oh.
and then come back from commercial. <laughs> and we're back with Women's Power Hour here on the Owl Tree Podcast. Coming up next in the booth is the... Mansplaining is just a man making it plain. Mansplaining. Not not all of this, you know, this, that, and the other curly, swirly type. This is how I feel about the situation. Anyway, drink your beer. (laughs) And we're back with Women's Power Hour here (laughs) on the Outree Podcast. Next up in the booth is everyone's favorite, Ariel, bringing us the next installment of our journey through Enneagram. Am I everyone's favorite? Everyone has voted. We we actually did a poll, and everyone said that you were their favorite Enneagram spokesperson. Oh. You missed. It was trending for about uh, 16 hours. You missed it. All right, but that's beside the point. We're here now. And we want to know more about the 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 great nine. <laughs> so what's um, what's in store today? Today we're gonna just talk a little bit about how there are twenty seven subtypes. So we've been through the nine. Oh types. God. Twenty seven subtypes. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> we've been through the nine types. Are there sub subtypes? No. Cause, Cause, I know you However, do. The reason I say "Oh God" is because, like, I kind of got the types in my head, and I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm telling people, yo, I know Enneagram now. Y'all can't. <laughs> I see through. I see through all of y'all. I got the Enneagram <laughs> knowledge. I see you before you see me. Mm. And now you're telling me there's more types. The Enneagram is an almost endless bucket of fruit from which you can so they should just call it they should just call it the any like a n y o the enneagram because it's just any old or the endless agram because it doesn't stop oh my goodness so you are perfectly um fine and well and good to talk you know type just base type wise those nine types because that carries a lot of of powerful um i was gonna say powerful power no um oh i only got i only I got i only got weak power it carries a lot of power in it in itself and it's a lot it's it's very helpful for many people um when when they know their base type um, right however you can go one more level let's go deeper let's is, take it there which gives you the 27 subtypes and any um and let's go to the abyss can we put abyss. that sound clip in uh, to infinity. Enneagramception, we have to go deeper. So, so what is what is a subtype? A subtype is. Hold on, I have it on my little speaking notes here. Um, it's an alchemy of the passion of your base type and your dominant instinct. And we mentioned earlier in one of the other previous podcasts that there are three instincts, self-preservation, social, and one-to-one. 
So um, each of the nine types has a passion going from type eight, that's lust. Then nine is sloth. One is anger. Two is pride. Three is vanity. Four is envy. Five is avarice or greed. Six is fear. And seven is gluttony. So, um, and, and you know, you may have noticed that there are the seven deadly sins within that. Yeah, I, I see that. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus two new sins. Yeah, plus fear and vanity. They up they updated the deadly sins. And the thing to the remember 2000s with these. Update. <laughs> the thing to remember with these is that um, you want to lean more on the esoteric meanings of these words rather than like colloquial the colloquial versions of them. Um, yeah. Mm. And so, I you know, um, it has been mentioned, but it bears mentioning again that these things, um, when we're talking about the passions and the instincts, it's based on nature, but through nurture, like nurture will direct our adaptive strategies, which tells us and shows other people how we come to the world and how we show up every day. Um, yeah, so. So these subtypes, Mm -hmm. there's the nine types and three subtypes. Where are we starting today? Who are we starting with? Who's getting read today? Because I don't want to be on the chopping block. Oh, you both will be on the chopping block, but that's not today. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're gonna start with yourself. This is Grace. <laughs> she said she's gonna, she's gonna, she's that, gonna that read herself first, you guys. Oh my goodness! Let's get into that's it. That's not also what I said. Um, but I would like to uh, give a shout out right at the very beginning to the most mistyped types, um, and that would be the self-preservation four, the self-preservation three, and the social seven, and social nine. Yeah, so there's a seven in there. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. oh, I misunderstood. <laughs> Mis- mistyped. Oh, mistyped. It's, so it's often mistyped as, as another it's type. Um. <laughs> oh. I might be misunderstood. The instinct, because I feel like I, you know, when we talk, when we talked about all of the nine types, we did kind of get into the passion and what they're all about. So I think I'd like to focus a little bit more on like those three instincts, um, which they're they're more automatic, like more animal behavior oriented towards survival, um, and they're your impulse or their your reaction, mm. like without reason, okay, like, before you even have a chance to think about it, you know. Let let me ask you this question real quick. Yes. When we like went the through the nine types, mm-hmm. you talked about how you break them up into three types, and they're each associated with a portion of the body. Yes, do that's these, right. Do these, do these subtypes also have a bodily correspondence, or they're just sort of like tags onto one type? Actually, yeah. So... Um That is a really wonderful question, and it gets quite deep into 
uh, the layers of the Enneagram. Enneagram, but A. So what I would like to say to keep it a little bit more, you know. Newbie friendly. Newbie friendly. People <laughs> like just general, general uh, people friendly um, is that within each type, there's these terms called holy idea and fixation, virtue, passion, and then your instincts. So those relate to each of those centers we talked about, the head center, heart center, and body center. And additionally, mm. so, um, you know, we have the three brains, right? We have our neo neocortex, our mammalian brain, and our survival brain. So um, each of those things are tied in. You're not going to say reptilian on air. He's going to scare. Uh, that, word might, that word scares I know, people. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, in my notes, I keep forgetting, but I switched them. Reptilian the pattern. Yeah. Neocortex, mammalian, reptilian. Um, and basically, um, head center corresponds to that neocortex, the thinking side of our, our brain. Um, not the thinking side of our brain, but the thinking brain, the third, one of the three. Um, the heart center corresponds to our mammalian brain, which is more emotional, and it operates at 10 times the speed of the neocortex. Um, and then we have the body center, which is where these instincts, these three instincts are located. Um, and that's in the reptilian brain. And that's a hundred times faster. Okay. And I always thought that thinking faster was a good thing. I mean, it is, uh, you know, reptilian brains responsible for that survival. So you got to react fast. Right? Okay. Maybe gotta I'm gotta approaching. Gotta go fast. Uh, yeah. Well. No, go ahead. Please. I just have like a I have like a weird comment, mm. and y'all you guys can you guys can think that I'm just crazy. That's fine. But basically, uh, there is a uh, mm. species of extraterrestrial that is on the Earth now and then that people have had encounters with. And one thing they envy about us is that our brains actually are a little bit slower. So they uh, think their their whole neurological system is far faster. But because of that, they only focus on one thing at a time. So the fact that we can cook dinner, be listening to music, be dancing in the kitchen with a glass of wine in our hands while having a conversation. So they have, so they have no rhythm. Can all humans do that? So Damn, I had uh, to, uh, bro, that's a horrible life. Yeah, they have no rhythm. Yeah. But, you know, and it's, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta speed up to slow down, right? It's like the Spider-Man, you know, when they show, because Spider-Man moves, can really move really fast. Spider-Man can move really fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so maybe I'm not know, thinking fast isn't always a good thing. No. Spider-Man, like the or 2000, was it 2002? They've got a scene where it's like, according to him, it's like really slow. But like everyone else is like, oh, that's really fast. Yeah, ever since the uh, new Spider-Mans came out, I just flushed all the old Spider-Man stuff. <laughs> it's not canon anymore. It's, it's gone. Okay. Just like Dolores. Can we cut that out? Is that fucked Oh, up? that is too soon. <laughs> I said just like Dolores. Just like what? <laughs> too soon. So this brain speed, you said a hundred <laughs> times. I mean, yeah. That keeps us alive. Faster, yeah. Um, and the one, the other thing that's really f um, fun with these instincts here is that... Um, 
so Claudio Naranjo, one of the, you know, like, uh, what's that word? Proponents? Not proponents. Like, one of the pillars, something. So, main, founders? main people. Founders. Representatives. Mm. Ambassadors. Anyway, he's an important person in Enneagram history, and he has a lot of Pioneer. Of things. For a father. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for... Sometimes words fail me. Thank you for trying to supply me with the right one that I can't choose right now. In any case, um, he talks about um, how we have an essence and a personality. And the personality is that lower side of ourself, the like, the one that's um, kind of focused on our passions and fixations. Um, and then our essence side of our personality, our, our self, our essence side of ourself, um, is when we transition those passions into our holy ideas and our fixations into our virtues. And the thing that connects the essence and the personality is the instinctive center, where those three things are. Um, now that I've said all of this wonderful stuff about the three types, what I see a lot of, like, you know, in Tumblr or on, you know, um, forums and things like that is people really focus on just the the instincts without doing the alchemy with the type or they do it with um like addition like you know social instinct plus four like <laughs> i'm a misunderstood artist but i love groups no that's not how it works <laughs> okay that's not it <laughs> mm-hmm yeah. So, um, you know, I want to make sure that, that, you know, when, so when people coming are up, looking up. They're coming up with types. They're, they're, they're remix. They're coming up with types, but missing pieces or putting pieces that they have together incorrectly. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, um, when you're working with a puzzle, like personally as a child, when I had those little, you know, like little cardboard puzzle pieces and I'm like, this looks right. Let me jam it into the spot that is obviously wrong for it. But if I push it hard enough it will break into the place that I want it to go. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, um, what I'm trying to say with all of this is don't analyze these instincts too much without considering the actual whole subtype. Mm. Um, you get a lot of the, the beauty and the depth and the, the, the growth and the experience of the Enneagram by making sure that you are doing the alchemy of the type. Okay, yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Reasons to consult people who are educated and professional. Mm. I, saw it on, I saw it on Pinterest. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh. And not even I clicked on the article. I just saw the little blurb that was saved on Pinterest. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is... It's a it's a really important thing. And so the last thing that I think I'd like to talk about RE instincts is that, you know, um, the important role of the instincts. Um, your passion and fixation are at the core of your personality structure. And the instinct is a part of that, like, false personality, but it's a degree lower. Say that again. Your passion... Your passion and fixation. So, for example, let's pick on some ones right now because I have a one in my tri-type. 
which is like dark enneagram. Dark dark enneagram. Enneagram after dark. Ooh, I like it. So. Give me a second here. Get all my lovely your your passions and your say. I, I just want to hear the statement again because it reminds mm. me of uh, something the old folks say. Okay, so your passion and fixation are at the core of your personality structure, and the instinct is also a part of this this false personality that you have, but it's a degree lower. Okay. That reminds me, you know, the old folks, they just had nothing but wisdom, man. The old folks say, the things that you possess are the things that possess you. Yeah. So you go to someone's house mm-hmm. and you see the kind of things they have. Or you l- just listen to what people talk about for about two or three days and you got them. You know exactly who they are. Mm. Okay, so let's pick on threes because I'm a three. Um and so a three's passion, any of the three subtypes of type three. <laughs> That's a fun tongue twister. Um, the passion is deceit and the <laughs> fixation is vanity. So you like to deceive people. Um, not, you have to remember, remember to be. Um, to the, be esoteric the esoteric meanings sense, of these yeah. words. Um, and so it's, you know. Mm, it's uh for deceit for threes is it's like projecting and identifying with an image of a winner, whatever that image may be for you, um, and with what gains praise from others rather than actually being in touch with their true self. So it's actually a self-deceit in order to present the image to others. It's not We've like... We've had to talk about this now that you say that. Yes. <laughs> we're not going to get into... We're not going to put your business out there on the radio. But I appreciate that. We have it now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Say more. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, it's not, it's not a position of, oh, like I want to fool everyone else into thinking that this is the other thing. It's like, I don't want to be in touch with my true self. I can't be, it's too painful or it's too vulnerable to be in touch with my true self. And so this is what I see as an image of a winner. This is what other people uh, that I'm, you know, picking up that gains praise. This is what I want. And I don't think this true self that is so scary and so vulnerable is 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 worthy of that can can meet up with that can can get that praise that I want yes um and so I deceive as a three I deceive myself and put out that image that I think others actually want and thus it you know can compromise the quality of work or impair mm-hmm. relationships because People then do feel like, well, why did you show me that? That's not who you are. Mm. Um, so that's the passion. And fixation is vanity. Mm. Um, so it's like. By fixation, do you mean like something that is they're critical of or something that they're yeah. actually like so obsessed with? What I mean with? by what fixation, mean by fixation is. Um, What I mean by fixation is. I would assume fixation is like. Not Freudian fixation. I'm not going to take it in that mm. direction. Unless it is. And I'm just, you know. 
shooting in the dark and hitting. Mm. Is it like a Freudian fixation? I mean, what's your understanding of a Freudian fixation? I don't know. I I've just heard him use that word. There's like oral fixation mm. and, so and such. Yeah. So I'm not a psychiatrist <laughs> or a psychologist. So basically fixation has to do with like your level your level of fixation and your awareness and it actually comes from remember how enneagram is related to childhood trauma mm -hmm. so it's that degree of trauma it's the rigidity of rigidity of your defenses in response to mm -hmm. the impact of that early environment and then later the degree of self-work so threes have this fixation with vanity if they haven't done a whole lot of work it's like because they're doing this their their passion is deceit so that they you know feel like oh i'm actually getting praise um if they're not careful if they don't do work they'll just do anything that serves that 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 you know they'll do anything to get that praise or admiration so that they can have a boost to the ego so a lot of work for a three is to shed that mm. a lot of work for a three is to not work so much yeah to and to and to and to let that vulnerable side be out and about it's very scary it's tiring oh my gosh guys it's so tiring like work y'all know work is tiring yeah i don't get tired because i don't be working that hard mm, i get exhausted and i'm like no one talked to me for seven like seven to ten days I oh don't, don't talk to anyone. me at work but mm. i'm also not working that hard <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I've done a lot of, you know, like um, uh, emotional, spiritual, psychological work. And I'm like, I need to take a break from all of this. I'm just going to listen to the same song on repeat and just be mindless for a while. Because I can't think anymore about this mm. on, on the deepest level that you can think. It's tiring. Um, anyway, so that that's the passion. That's the fixation conversation um and so yeah um distortions in the natural flow of instincts create a specific sequence so that's what we're talking about when we talk about tri-type mm. um you have one type from each of the centers and head, based on head, head, heart, and gut, body, loins. Mm -hmm. Oh, gut, gut. Yeah, um, loins. Gut up thy loins like a man. Loins. loins. Um, you said that with a little ring yeah. to it. Um, and so <laughs> we get a sequence where it's you know, um, your first instinct is your dominant instinct. And then the third one is your repressed instinct. So um, you use that first, that dominant instinct and to like compensate for the perceived lack or excess of it. And you just like, it's activated even if mm -hmm. when it's not necessary. And like sometimes you see this and you're like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Like, why, why do I do this thing? I don't need to be, you know, and that comes with, you know, higher level of awareness, right? I don't know why I'm doing this thing, but you do it all the time. And then um, mm. your secondary instinct actually tends mm. to be closer to normality. 
Um, but it's always going to be influenced by the dominant one because that's just there, even when maybe it shouldn't be or it would not be as prudent, you know, to be active. And then your repressed instinct um, is you just kind of, you, you depreciate it or you give it up in your life sphere. So um, there are many people who are one-to-one, you know, blind spot, one-to-one repressed. Um, and it kind of turns them, like, I've heard, I've seen a lot of descriptions of it as, like, you're kind of like the everyman. Like, you have your, you don't have your own. Or every woman. Or every woman. I'm every woman. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, but, Women's like. Women's power hours. We got to keep it focused. Like on the women. You go to work and you go home. And you go to work and you go home. And you exist in a space where. You know, like maybe you have a hobby or something, but it's not like you'll. You'll dive. You'll feel like you're diving deep into it, and then you meet someone who's like. Uh, one-to-one dominant who also has the same hobby and you're like, oh, you hit they're in the deep end you of hit, the pool. You hit, you hit in real close to home just thinking about the country and the society <laughs> yeah. that I live in. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to see one, I'd be really interested to see personality typings compared across cultures. Yeah, me too. Or, uh, excuse me, Enneagram typings across cultures. Mm. Me too, me mm. too. Has, has this, this is, I'm giving out free game now. This is, mm. has this research that has been done or? Not, uh, not that I have found. Bro, go ahead and write that book. anecdotally. Go ahead and write that book. Yeah. Get that publisher money. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. That would be good. Buy my book. It's coming out sometime in the future. You got 365 days. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Um, You know. Um, So there's a lot. There's a lot here with with instincts. Um, You know. And I think it's appropriate for me to say at this point uh, that very soon in our shop there will be typings and you can get read to have your whole life told to you by a stranger oh my gosh um expose him you know and 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 so what i want to say is that you know for an introductory kind of level podcast about this subject there's a lot that i can't and almost don't want to um divulge However, however, trade secrets um, with Mm. a typing, um, the most pertinent aspects to you and your life um, would be something that's included in that. So y'all look forward to that. How soon can we expect that? Yes. It's in beta, uh, but it's available. It's in beta. Episode, it's available. Some more DLC for you. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's a wrap for today. Any questions about what we have discussed re RE instincts? Instinct is just one subtype, though. 
No, 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 no. Instinct is like what governs this, this like layer of subtype, right? It's like an energy center. Right. So just once more, we have the Enneagram. Nine types. Three centers. Three centers. Three types in each center. And each of those types, which makes up nine types, can be combined with either the self-preservation, social, or one-to-one instinct. So you get nine times three is 27, and those are the subtypes. I think what's messing me up Mm. is I'm so used to seeing the Enneagram... Enneagram, because, Mm. I mean, gram is... I'm so used to seeing the symbol, but I've never seen the subtypes yeah. in a symbol. Does that graphic exist somewhere? Do you have that on, on I know the people at home can't see it, but I'm mm. for my own selfish curiosity, I'm a five. I like to know things. Mm-hmm. I uh <laughs> I wanna see what that graphic looks like that has all nine types and then the subtypes in the, the center outsider. I mean there have been renditions. None of them are as, as simple or as beautiful as the the you know base Enneagram mm. symbol. So, um, all y'all designers out there, let's go. It's easy, easy shmoney. <laughs> easy shmoney. So, yeah. That is Enneagram 2D. So, wh- what do we, what do we, we did, we did subtypes this time. A preview for, for, for next time. Mm-hmm. We're going to John Ken to see who's on the chopping block oh first. God. Uh, and then the last, so that'll we'll have one episode each lose. where we talk. I never lose, so I'm not losing this paper scissors rock. <laughs> where where? So we'll talk about Bree Michael's about type. Get, you're about to get. And red. we'll talk about Bree's type. Bree can and then go the first. Final she's been getting she's been getting red lately. Hypnosis now enneagram. <laughs> the people want to know. I'm just the I'm just the guy on a microphone. I'm not important. I don't. If you're the know. man, behind. I'm. I'm sorry. You're speaking to my higher self. I'm, she's not aware of the conversation. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, and then the final uh, the final episode the of final Enneagram exam. Will, will be about growth we'll and, have how, a, we'll and have how to a, use the Enneagram for growth. We'll have a mail-in final exam. You can win a prize. Yeah, let's do it. I'm not going to write this test, though. It's okay. Or this prize. You have to do the prize. We'll talk about that at the next uh, at the next board meeting. Uh. We got to check with the producers. That's correct. All right. So, what's today's witchy tip? Um, I have a witchy tip actually. Mm. Um, and I'm I think it's a potent one because I just experimented with it and it's knocking me out. So today's witchy tip. I wanted to make a remedy for mm. uh, clear clairvoyant dreams. So this is kind of pulled a little bit from some surviving texts from ancient times. But rose petals, almond oil, myrrh, like raw myrrh, incense, and lavender. I ground it all into a little mortar and pestle, and then I put it on my face. I'm so sleepy, you guys. <laughs> You put it on already? I put it on my face about 10 minutes ago just because it smells so good. I am drifting, but I'm dreaming right now. I feel myself starting to dream, and then you guys are still here. 
So that's we didn't my know, tip, we did, guys. We didn't we know you were going to buy. We didn't know you were going to put it on so soon. Oh, I, no. I suspected I when she, like, drifted off on screen here and was like, mm. <laughs> well, I was like, she did so it. She did it. She just, mm, she went and did it. So the real billion dollar industry is figuring out how to transmit smell across space. Yes, if you guys could smell this, you'd be like, oh, that's why Odysseus got stuck on that island. Mm. Gotcha. I thought he got stuck because of, like, magic and pretty women. It's power hour. You know. Here on. <laughs> he was stuck for 20 years on various different locations. Yeah. He was a busy guy, okay? It's before maps was invented. He couldn't commit to Penelope, his wife. So Google Maps. He could commit to, like, one land, random lady on an island. He got. He had a few. What was that? What was that one map service like before Google Maps was big? It's called MapQuest. MapQuest. Oh my God! How you did sh- I forget yeah, yeah, that? You're showing your age right now, young one. Oh my God. Okay. Y'all don't remember MapQuest? I remember MapQuest. I, I just temporarily forgot what it was called. I liked their uh, format. Yeah. MapQuest still exists too. Yeah, it does. Trash now. Mm. Well, for a while, the new update to Google Maps was What did Japan do before GPS? That's the real question. Because, God damn! No, I I have an answer for this. I haven't... Because they can't drive to save their life. Oh, my God. Um, I just got hit by a car yesterday while I was on the phone with her. Why? Motherfuckers can't drive. Yeah. Did I or did I not almost get killed? He almost got hit by a car yesterday. He was very, very upset. The the, like, cause I was mad because he wasn't even going fast. Like he was going slow. That's 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 the shit. And he swung a lane, goofy. That's the shit that irritated me. Mm. He was going slow and almost hit me. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that in a. The doofus was to the driver, not to you. I hope that was clear. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Altree Podcast. We hope that you learned something today that helped you on your spiritual journey. If you'd like to connect with us, you can do so at altreepress.net or email us at heyaltree at gmail.com. What else is going on? Sign up for your Enneagram profile. Yes, sign up for your Enneagram profile. Or a tarot reading. Or a tarot reading or a dream interpretation mm. or whatever. If you'd like... Uh, some karmic astrology done to see what kind of past lives are poking their head out. Numeric analysis. What? Yes, numeric analysis. Numeric? I thought you said hair analysis. <laughs> no, we we don't have the lab for that just yet. I don't want yet. anyone's locks of hair. We don't have. Please don't send us your hair. But I numeric analysis. I saw this number the other day and it just jumped out at me. Mm. I keep seeing this number. What is this about? I got a strange call from this phone number. What can I do? I keep waking up at the same time. Right. Numeric analysis. Weird stuff. Yes. Let us know what's going on. And weirdness. Weirdness consultations. Weirdness consultations. Ooh, I'm your, I'll be your weirdness. I'm your weirdness coach. That's Let out your weird. That'd be really cool. It'd be a good bumper sticker. Mm. Mm.